You're listening to One Funny Morning. Watch us live Monday through Friday at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Facebook. Good morning, uppy, uppy, uppy. Oh, look who didn't wash her hair. <laughs> I'm just hoping it looks like a normal person. Good morning, good morning. It is Friday, September. That's not even remotely close. Remotely close. It's not. It's February. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not a good show. I don't know why people watch this. I just said it was September. It's February. Let's just be clear. It's February. Even if I tell you nothing else valuable today, just know that it's not September. It's actually February. Okay, let's start again. Good morning. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> It's really the only part of the show that I nail. So <clears throat> there's that. Good morning, Tracy. Hello, everybody. Caitlin, good morning. Now listen, let's just put it out there. A, it's not September. B, I don't know if you guys heard the big news the other day, but live with Kelly, uh, Ryan Seacrest is leaving. Let's, let's talk about it. How many people here watch that show? The microwave's fine. We're in a good relationship now. The printer and I will never be together. This is what it did this morning, that's all. Why are you printing in gray? You know your job is to print in black. Why do you gotta print in gray? Now we're fighting. And now he'll kill me tonight, and it's a man. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get some tea going. Good morning. Is anybody watching live with Kelly? And I guess Ryan. Ryan's leaving. And unlike other times when they have um, done co-host searches, there's no search. Have you heard? Uh, the new co-host is just Mark Consuelos. That's it. Done. I was never given an opportunity, throw my hat in the ring. Be like, hey, can we do this? No. Wasn't allowed. Don't watch any talk shows anymore. Just yours. Well, that is unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, but we're glad to have you. I thought about creating a new byline for the show. Like, not a real show. You shouldn't watch this. Sherry's here. High school Sherry's here. Oh, you guys, I got stories from last night. All right, so I wanted to touch on the fact that Mark Consuelos is now going to be the co-host live with... Is this just going to be live with the Rippas? That's not his name. Consuelos. Mark Consuelos. Live with the Consuelos? Is, is, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to call it. But I am upset that I was not asked to even stop in. How do they not know about this riveting thing that happens here? I know. Nepotism. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little jammed up. Mm-hmm. A little jammed up about it. 
but they'll come around. Listen. Uh, yeah, live with Kelly and Dina Blizzard. <laughs> Could you imagine? She's like this big. This is, a, this is what we look like. I'd be like, where is she? Why am I so big? <laughs> She's so, I would teach her to play pickleball. I would. I'm not going to lie. This should, this should be down. I don't know. I don't like my face today. Do you ever just wake up? You're like, why do I have this face? Anyway, got a lot of things to talk about today. Ooh, Fig Newtons. They're not real. Don't worry. Um, okay, so let's talk about it. First, I mentioned yesterday that I was going to go country line dancing last night. Mm-hmm. And it did not disappoint. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I went with high school Sherry and two of her friends. Um, and I don't want to brag, but it was at a very very fancy American Legion. And um, I posted last night that is there such thing as an Italian cowboy because or cowgirl because Sherry had her boots on. Don't get Sherry loves the rodeo. She loves her. She loves herself a cowboy boot. You put her in a hat. If you put me in a cowboy boot and hats, I'd be like, why am I in this costume? It's not, mm -mm. I don't, it's not, I can't, like why, why I got these shoes on? <laughs> I don't understand these shoes. So I have my boots on. I have my jersey, like work boots. Where am I going? Mm -hmm. Salsa dancing girl, Gab. Listen, then we get there, okay? $10 cover to get into the American Legion. Real fancy. Um, the wine choice, there's a bartender. The wine choices are red or white. Sherry said she was there before. She was like, what kind of wines do you have? They was like, red or white? She's like, yeah, but what kind? Red or white? You know, I'm not big on the wines. I'll drink a little bit, but I was driving. And I was boot scooting, and I had no idea what was going on. Anyway, we get there. And everybody, even when we came around the corner, you can see them in the window. They're all line dancing. All of them lined. And they weren't doing the Marcarina. I can tell you that because I would have jumped right in. Or the electric. I waited all night for the electric side. Never happened. Do they not do that? Do they not understand that that's the only line dance that people in New Jersey know? Boots are crazy comfortable. No. No. Who don't love a cowboy, Sharon? You know what? I was thinking Jim would have, he would have, he would have just blended. Now, here's the funny thing. For any of you ladies, uh, yeah, I went wine dancing. Exactly. Little different. Um, I'm not pooping, by the way. It's just, I need more wine. They, they did not have wall wine. So, um, so we get there and they're, Italian Cowboy is, is my name on Call of Duty. Oh, didn't know that was an option. So we get there and everybody, okay, the male to woman ratio. If you want to go wine dancing, um, there was one man for every 13 women, maybe. Uh, so like you had to like, because 
it was like roller skating, right? So there'd be parts of it where everybody was line dancing, but then if they had a partner, you know where they would do couple skate? The couples would just dance around them, a two-step. Some older man kept coming over, so there were four of us in our group, this older guy, I'm gonna call him Alan. Cher, did he have a name? I don't know, Alan, kept coming over and asking us if he wanted to two-step. Now, I'm like way behind because I don't even know what that means. I'm like, you asking me to do something? I don't know. He goes, so you want to two-step? I was like, is that what they're doing? He was like, no. I was like, well, then if I don't know, I don't know what we're saying. So then I think Ashley line danced with him. Um, so there's supposed to be a lady on the microphone and she's like talking people through. So before the song would start, right? She'd get her microphone. Everybody's lined up. Now, I don't want to brag. I got, I got a little bit of rhythm, okay? Not a lot. I can, it's bearable at best. But I also don't care what I look like. If you guys saw pictures of me in high school, you know this is true. Okay. Here's, here's how she teaches it. All right, kick, step, kick, step to the side, to the side, kick, boom, kickball chain. All right, are we ready? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. We're not, we're like the weird girls in the back, but sure. And then they all start doing it. And like, at some point, I just, I had no idea. I didn't have it, but there are people, if you go line dancing, there are people like me in the back just having a great time, throwing down some ginger ales, just, right? But then there are other people. There are other people there. And the other people are basically on Star Search. I don't know if you guys remember this show or you can truly grasp what I'm saying. Uh about the dedication. Oh, I used to do ballroom dancing. Oh, ballroom dancing. If a ballroom dancing video comes up in my Facebook or my Instagram, I will not only watch it, I will consider taking lessons. In my mind, I can do this thing. It's just their whole side is like naked, but with like weird nude rubber bands here. And there's a man, a very handsome man, just saddles up behind me and just grab. It is ballroom dancing. Now, mind you, we're not talking about line dancing. <laughs> nobody, nobody has ever seen line dancing and be like, we should videotape this <laughs> and put it up on the internet. It's the most beautiful form of dance. But ballroom dancing, and then you see like five-year-olds just whipping girls around and the girls are just, you know what I'm talking about? It's mesmerizing. It's just beautiful. Not so much with line dancing. It's just a whole bunch of wee walled people. Just, what? Who? What do I do with my arms? It's just all legs. It's like real bad, um, real bad like Irish step dancing where you just move the bottom part of your body but the top's not even that good. Like that. That's line dancing. Okay. So, we're doing the line dancing. It's not going well. Okay. And, uh, but we're having a great time. Who didn't love Star Search? Mm -hmm. What the five stars, three and a half stars, and then somebody would cry. 
Ugh, such a good show. They don't have it. I guess it's American Idol now. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Anyways, time for a couple's dance. Now, there's an old couple there. Sure, how old were they? I would say they was like in their 70s, mid-70s. Adorable. They were both this big, like little hummels. And they danced together the whole night. They were so cute. And there were some other couples, but it's couples dance. I said, sure, let's go do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I get out there. Sherry, not a good partner. I said, listen, I know I'm the man, okay? All right? I've accepted that anybody I dance with, I'm the lead. <laughs> I'm a big woman. I'm fine with it. Sherry not following anything. I said, you're not a good partner dancer. And then she stormed off. And I said, oh, I will never ask you out again. Yeah, I'm sure it was very entertaining to watch. I think we were berating each other. <laughs> and then she walked away. I was like, that's it. Man, I knew what it was like to be like a, a scorned man. I was like, look at her walking away. She wasn't even a good dancer. Anyway, then another song came on and Ashley said she would dance. Now she got, she took some classes, like, like real dance classes when she was a kid, not like, well, because they do have, oh, let me tell you about Dawn. This lady kept coming around, okay, and she says, listen, and she got flyers, she's passing all these flyers. She goes, listen, I teach line dancing on Tuesdays. If you girls want to come, I can teach you on a Tuesday. And then that way you'll be ready for Thursday. Yeah, the snort. It was very funny. I can teach you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ashley was a great partner. So this lady Dawn's coming around with her flyers, telling everybody at the classes, right? That's when our song comes on. So Ashley and I go out. And we're, and, and, you know, everybody's in a line and you got to walk a little, two to the side, two to the side, but you're walking in a circle. So we're just watching all the old people in front of us. But we're not good. We're getting better, right? But at one point, you got to, she like rolls into me and then I wrap my arms around her and then we're, one, two, one, two, one. And I realize that my boobs are in her back. I'm like, is this weird? That my boobs are in your back. <laughs> we had a great time. It was a much better date than Sherry. But whatever. I've known Sherry a long time, so I accept it. Anyway, great time. And I see Dawn. But Dawn keeps coming over. We met a nice girl. Oh, Ashley's here. <laughs> she knows. You were great. We had a great time. We're going to go on another date. Well, Dawn keeps coming back. Now, we met another lady named Jen. She was there by herself. You know I like to take in the people. We met Jen. Uh, she wouldn't get up to dance, but she's going she gonna to try to dance next time. Dawn talked to her about the class, the whole thing, right? Well, Dawn's over here, to, and Dawn's taking it real serious. Now, here's the thing. There's us in the back looking like nut jobs. And then there's, like, serious line dancers. And the outfits are on point. A lot of, like, black jeans with, like, the cuts in the pants. Real. And then belts with rhinestones. I know Sherry has a rhinestone belt, and I don't know why she didn't wear it. And I'm going to make her wear it the next time. Mm-hmm. That hunky-tonk, ba-dunk-a-dunk. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but I like saying it. Uh, 
so then, so don't, don't come on over again. She's like, Mosin, you guys, da, da, da. she's explaining everything, but she like no nonsense. Out of the blue, I turned to the girls. Dawn had walked away. I said, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Dawn does medical coding or she's a medical assistant. Cher <laughs> was like, what? I go, Dawn, who was just here a second ago, she is a medical assistant or she does medical. Co I'm telling you right now, in her normal life, she runs an office because she's around. Let me tell you something. She was on it. She, I was like, she runs an office. She's like, how would you, why are you even saying that? I go, I don't know. I'm just telling you. She had like, she had like short hair and she had like those combs that you had. Remember those combs from a long time ago? And then you put them in, put them up this, and lock them in. And then she had, yeah, oh, she noticed we needed lessons, Patty. We were, we were ripe for the pickings. And she had, I don't know, she had glasses, like little posy. All I'm saying is that when I check into any medical facility, the person checking me in looks exactly like Dawn. Sherry goes, you're, you're, la you're, you're making it up. I go, I'm telling you, Sherry, I'm really good at this. And she works in a medical office. And Sherry's like, that's not true. And I said, I'm going to go ask her. She was like, what? I said, I'm going to ask her. She's been over here seven times. We're basically friends. So she's outside. Yeah, yes. Hair slides. Thank you. So I go outside. Don, how you doing? Good. Don, out of curiosity. What is your real job? I know you got this whole dance thing going on in Thursday nights, but what's your actual job? She says, I'm a medical assistant at a podiatrist's office. I was like, boom, Sherry owes me $10. She was like, when did we agree to that? I was like, Sherry, she works in a medical office in the front and back of the office. And she said she has amazing feet because of it. That's just a side note, extra information. All I'm saying, I have a gift. I'm just saying, I don't know what it is, but I could spend a little bit of time with people and I could be like, I can tell what you do. I don't know what it is, you guys. It just it came to me last night and I, and, I, and I went with it. So now, she goes, you asked her before. That's how you know. I go, why would I ask her? That? I don't know her. She came over here seven times. I didn't have enough, a private bathroom conversation with her and then decide, let me ask again in front of Sherry. I said, I didn't do that. And then Ashley was like, what podiatrist office does she work in? I go, I have no idea. She goes, I, a friend of mine, let me go ask her. I go, what? So now, the four of us. So Sherry had gone over, then Ashley, then me. I was like, she now believes that we're stalking her. She's telling her friends, you see these nut jobs over here? They're asking me a lot of personal questions. So Ashley went over. She was like, my friend is a podiatrist. You work in her office. The whole thing. I was like, Dawn is afraid of us. Just so in this room, we're the creepy ones. I don't know what it was. It was the whole thing. Okay. So now the night continues. Okay. And we're having a great time. Mm -hmm. Now, now it's weird for poor Dawn. Yeah. Dawn has got her own show somewhere on the nugget. You guys. I went line dancing last night, which I really enjoy. Okay. And then these four nut jobs come in. A, they don't know how to dance. I'm trying to help them. Okay. She comes over, she asks me what my job is. I said, what's your business? It's not your business. 
Then the other one was like, oh, I know all the podiatrists. Yeah, real crazy. <laughs> yeah, I said, what's your real job? Which doesn't sound right. But like in comedy world, that's what we say. Like, this ain't real. <laughs> what do we, let's, we ain't paying any bills with this. Everybody has like a real job, right? That's like, yeah. Anyway, Dawn had a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So we're doing that for a while. Mm -hmm. Do you like me? Do you believe me? Do you trust me? That's what I should have said. <gasps> really? Yeah, she was totally rethinking talking to us and giving us her flyer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, so now we're sitting there. It's getting late. It was long. It was 7 to 10. This was not a little bit of line dancing. Like I got sweaty. I was like, nobody wants this. No, nobody wants that. Anyway, now it's getting later. I said, all right. And I highly recommend this to anybody. I don't know if anybody else plays this game. I like to play a game called, what's your old lady look? Stay with me. Here we go. Um, if you're ever out in public, and you see a group of older ladies. Now, older ladies is subjective. I could be somebody else's old lady look. Okay, somebody else could be looking at me and, and these four ladies last night and saying, which one of these old ladies you wanna be? You can play it at any age. If you're 20 and you wanna know, what am I gonna look like in my 50s? You'd look at us, 40s and 50s. But we were there, I don't have cowboy boots. And don't anybody buy me cowboy boots. I just don't think I'm a cowboy boot person. It, I, I'm gonna wear my my work boots. It's just, it's weird. Anyway, there's a lot of ladies older than us. I said, everybody has got to look on the floor, the dance floor, and pick out who's going to be, which one of these is your old lady look. Now, I play this game all the time. Anytime I see a pack of ladies, all right, you can do it, men, you can do it too, mm -hmm. but I like to look. Because I know what my grandmom looked like, and I feel like I'm going to look like my grandmom, but taller. Yeah, that's it. And I'm going to have polyester pants on. I'm going to have, like, spiky hair, and I'm going to have, like, different color glasses. I've been working on this a long time, okay? Anyway, here we go. So now I said, everybody play, and you just look on the dance floor, and you pick your old lady look, okay? So we all pick. Mm-hmm. And I go, has everybody made their pick? We're like, yes, we all made our pick. We're like, fine. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll go first. Okay, because it's my game. I'll go first. I said, I pick this lady right here. And everybody in the group was like, that's who I pick. Okay, so what we did is we put the best looking lady in the building. And then we all picked her. I go, okay, all right, okay. Let's be realistic here, okay? <laughs> Out of this entire group of people, we all pick the best looking lady in the building. And let's be honest, she is the best looking lady in the building, and there's only one of her, and there's like 45 people here. So the odds are not, what are the odds that all four of us end up being the four best looking ladies in the room? <laughs> when we're in our 70s. Uh, uh-uh, not gonna happen. So I'm gonna, but just be honest, some of us are not being realistic, okay? And Jerry goes, well, I'm just saying, that is me, and the rest of you are gonna have to find other people. So I said, no, we gotta start again. 
everybody got to pick a different person. But Sherry's like, but that is me. I go, nice try. Everybody can't pick that lady. We should have told her, we're like, just so you know, we all picked you as our number one. I wouldn't say old lady look, but she was so beautiful. Let me tell you, she had white hair, okay, long, beautiful gray hair with like little, like a little bit of black in it, not much. Then it was pulled up. She had this white little dress on with like leggings and the cute boot, perfect outfit and classy, okay? That's none of the four of us. Let me put it to you this way. So now I was like, no, I gotta pick somebody different. And this time be realistic. So we all pick again. And Sherry's like, what if we all pick the same person? I go, well, then we're not really being realistic. So Stephanie goes first. We were, st we were stalking everybody. We were talking about everybody. Stephanie goes first. She goes, you see that nut job in the middle with the cowboy hat on the shorts? Real sweating, like real into it? That's me. I said, now see, that's a realistic choice. Even though Stephanie didn't dance the whole time. <laughs> but this is like a real person. I said, all right, I'll go. I said, the lady in the green shirt. And then Sherry Nash would be like, that's who we picked. I go, okay, she's the second best looking person in the room. <laughs> Again, not being realistic. <laughs> and so, it was just so funny. I was like, we had to pick again. And then we ran out of people. Because everybody else just kind of looked a little crazy. I did start to pick somebody. I was, at that point, I was like, give me whoever's got the most sequins on their, on their jeans. That's who I want to be. And I don't know that I've ever worn those pants or will, but I figured if I can't be classy, let me be obnoxious. <laughs> let my ass enter a room with sparkles before any other part of my body gets noticed. I don't have a lot going for me, so I'm just going to lean into sparkles at 70. Let's see how it pans out. I don't know. But listen, I don't know when sparkles sets in either. So if next week I'm just decked out in sparkles, she'd be like, she working on her old lady look. So funny. Um, and then Alan kept coming by and asking people to dance. I was like, sir, I don't think you want me to step on you. I'm a large woman and that would be a lot. So we didn't. Uh, but it was a great night. All that said, we had a great night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The older my dad gets, the more gold chains he wears. Uh-huh. Lean into your sparkles, ladies. Lean into your sparkles. You can hold out for classy and obnoxious. No, those two don't go together, Bob. You have to pick who you want to be. Uh-huh. And the lady who was like so cool looking and fancy, her cowboy was the cutest of all the cowboys. You know, you're just like, oh, you see, they go together. They go together. Sparkles are a mindset. Katie, you're not wrong. I was like, listen, if you can't be... If you can't be classy, be obnoxiously sparkly. That was my new plan. We never picked again. I'm going to wait till next week to pick again. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. Randomly, we'd be dancing, uh, like in the middle of the floor. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just mostly shimmying. And then randomly, people would look at me like this. They're like, why do you look so familiar? <laughs> I don't know. I drink a lot on the internet. And then I just danced away. And they're like, I think I know you. Okay. Peacock Sherry's here. Um, yeah, do not buy me glitter jeans. Do not, don't, no. I always have to say, do not do, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, oh, there's going to be a giant just jewel in my butt. 
And I'm going to give Jody like two seconds and I'll just be covered in sparkles, I'm sure. And cowboy boots, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lean into your sparkles. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But we had a great time. So I'm just saying, ladies, you got to get out. You got to do something fun. So we did last night. They're going to do a book club. No matter. So she, it was all Sherry's friends from her neighborhood. And no matter what they were talking about, I was like, when is this? They're doing a book club. When is book club? <laughs> do I have to read the book? <laughs> How long do I have to read the book? They were like, we're going to Nashville. When's our trip? I was inviting myself to everything. I was like, I got to do stuff. That's it. Are your pellets sparkly? No. I just took off my patch today. Mm-hmm. You have to keep like this big band-aid on your pellet for like three days. <clears throat> so I just took it off today. She looking good. She looking good over here. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said that. I did patted myself on the back. Anyway, it was a great time. All right. So that was last night. You need to get out more, Ramona. It was so fun. It was fun. Um, because we just laughed the whole time talked about dirty stuff obviously mess with dawn i'm just gonna go and guess people's occupations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah daddy i don't want to read the book i just want to show up and every time they plan something i was like could we do that on a thursday because i work on friday saturday so i'm, I'm trying to change everyone's social schedules to work around mine i'm like can we go to Nashville on like a Tuesday to Thursday? Because I gotta be home like that. Okay. All right. So I told you that we will be covering one article a week, a day. <laughs> Yesterday, if you missed it, you missed a lot because I actually like uncovered and explained a lot of information from the New York Times uh, about AI. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put it together in little clips because I think it was so funny. Oh, there's a bug. Hold on, there's a bug. Where did this bug come from? Okay, he's outside now. All right, you see how calm I was? That was really impressive. Okay. Anyway, so this particular article, one article a day. We're not going to go crazy. I don't want to teach you a lot of stuff, but this came through and I thought it was interesting. I didn't, I read the title. So let's unpack it together. This is an article from the Huffington Post. Are you a giver or a taker? You're like, Dina, what does that mean? What's something, Michelle? There are two types of talkers, researchers say. What, Dina? It says, we've all been stuck in conversations that feels like we're talking to a wall. Why are you forcing me to listen to you? Blah, blah, blah. Postdoctoral research scholar Adam Somebody at Columbia explained in an essay, there are two types of conversationalists. Now, you know that I love conversation or I wouldn't be talking to myself for an hour every single day and only responding to your comments. But here's what it says. You can be either a giver or a taker. And these types don't always assume the best of each other's. Givers think that conversations unfold as a series of invitations. Takers think conversations unfold as a series of declarations. So let's just sit on that. 
When a giver meets giver or taker meets taker, all is well. Let's sit on that for a second. But when a giver meets taker, however, giver gives, taker takes, and giver gets resentful. Why doesn't he ask me a single question? While taker has a lovely time, she must think I'm really interesting, or gets annoyed. My job is so annoying, why does she keep asking me about it? Booby, you're fine. Um, because takers believe that that's the best way for them to show that they're interested in the conversation. How to really tell if you are a giver or a taker. All right, you ready? Do you already know? I'm a giver, clearly. I just sit here and talk to you all the time. Is that, am I saying it right? Beyond the differences between inviting and de declaring, there are other telltale signs that can help you determine if you are giving or taking. And if anybody says anything special, all right, here we go. One is how you feel if there are silences in the conversations. Givers feel like, oh no, I've done something wrong when there are conversational lulls. While takers believe someone should make something happen and that, per then, and that, that person is them. Being a giver or taker can matter a lot at your job. This is a junior employee. If you're low, you're going to have to be the one giving because basically you have more reason to talk to a higher power person than a higher power person has to talk to you. <clears throat> and givers and takers. Could gender play a role? When I asked the guy, he noted he does not have empirical data on that question, but he would say, make a $100 bet that if people completed a giver and taker questionnaire, women would be more likely the givers and men would be more likely the takers. Women are more likely to be givers at their jobs as survival mechanisms to meet gendered giving expectations. Science and research show that women are often talked over more in the workplace. Really? Surprise. When you get mansplained, you're not going to speak up very much. I do think women tend to be more givers than takers, and I think a lot of that is based on gender bias. It says, neither a giver, or, a giver or a taker is inherently bad, but a more thoughtful speaker and listener, but to be a more thoughtful speaker and listener, you need self-aware. I should learn to be a better reader. That's what I should do. Regardless of whether you think that you have the heart or a giver or a taker, you can learn from the other side. Takers misunderstand that their declarations aren't guaranteeing guaranteed to be interesting, while givers misunderstand that asking questions is not the most generous thing you can do in a conversation. Hmm. That's interesting. Does anybody know who they are? I do feel a lot of, I feel a lot of like pressure to, to be a giver. Like if I, I, I should use my news anchor voice. Yeah. I feel pressure to be a giver even when 
like I'm not on. Like obviously if I'm performing somewhere, if I'm doing this show, like I know that I'm like, it's a lot, Dottie. I had to slow down my roll because I was getting confused. Um, I also feel it necessary to fill spaces of quiet, like uncomfortable. This is too deep first thing in the morning. I don't know, Katie, it seemed like the lightest of all the articles I found today. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I'd probably switch between the two, right? Because you can tell like if somebody has like a vibe where like they're, they're quiet or shy. So I tend to like ask them questions because I obviously can talk for an hour by myself. Sometimes people actually want to talk back. That's what I thought was so weird. Like <clears throat> when we, so we've been doing this right for like three years, right? A lot longer with Tipsy Tuesday, but on a daily basis, we've been doing this for probably three years, but there was a time during the pandemic where we were doing, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> we were doing Zooms. Do you remember? We would do a 10 person Zoom to meet some of the supporters and other people could, could watch it. But it was just so funny to me to hear other people talk back it, because I'm always going this way. And Zoom was the first time that anybody could talk back. And I was like, this is so weird. It took me a minute to like, you should probably stop talking. But uh, yeah, it's best to know who you are and then know how to like work between the two. So wait, which one asks a lot of questions? A taker. A taker. So it said a giver and a giver will work well together. So for instance, I, I, I figured out a couple years ago that um, all my friends are funny. I never really realized it, <clears throat> but one day I realized that I love hanging out with comedians because comedians are givers, right? So like if, even if I'm having a horrible night, even if I don't want to talk to anybody, if there's a funny like person or comedian in the room, it's easy because I'll say something funny, then they'll say something funny. I'm sorry. I sneeze really loud and, uh, and it works. I'll tell you a funny story. So there's a comedian I love and I've worked with him a ton of times and he would always talk about his wife. Um, I'm sorry, Terry. I have like my dad's big sneezes. I'll try to warn you. Um, and him and I were going to be working together <clears throat> for a week in Atlantic City. And I said, well, why don't you ask your wife to come and I'll ask Jim to come and we'll go to dinner before the show. And he was like, great. So we did one night. We get in the car and the two boys are in the front and me and his wife are in the back. And I'm, I'm a giver. Right? So I start talking, but then I was like, I got to shift because she was real quiet. So I was like, let me, let me shift, ask more questions, right? That's what Taker does. Taker asks questions. I said, oh, your job is pretty interesting. Tell me about this. And she was like, oh yeah. I was like, okay, well like, what's the craziest thing that's happened? Like at your job? She's like, not a lot. 
I mean, working with like parents though, right? That's gotta be, no, not really. We did this. We did this. 30, 40 minutes of me just asking questions, like exciting questions to get one word answers. By the time we get to the restaurant, I'm exhausted. Now I had two shows that night and I'm already mentally exhausted. We sit down and I look at Jim. I said, I want you to know I'm not talking for the rest of the dinner. I can't do it. I'm exhausted and I have two shows tonight. So like, I'm like real into like, yeah, yeah. I'm real into like energy, not real into it. I'm into it in terms of performance. Like if I'm performing, like I, like if it's like when we were doing theater shows, like I was like relaxing, trying to sleep most of the day so I can bring like my biggest energy to nighttime. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm done. I have two shows tonight and I just gave all my energy trying to get her to talk. (laughs) I'm done. And I didn't. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. And then it was real boring. The whole dinner. I just remember that being the moment. Yeah, it feels like you're interviewing instead of having a conversation. That was, yeah, yeah. Shikendra, it was too much. It was too much. So I just thought it was an interesting article. Like, I wonder, like, if you're watching this, do you know who you are? Are you a giver? Are you a taker? Do you feel like you can move in between? Like, even with Dean now, like, I feel like when it comes to where your kids are as they get older, right? Like, the majority of raising kids up to 18, you're the giver. You're like, don't do this. This is a good idea. Don't do this. Don't hang out with this kid. I don't even like him at all. You should. He's weird. This is good. I like her. This is a good influence. You should. Right? That's what you do your whole life. Don't touch that. That's hot. Don't go in the street. You're a giver. But at some point, as they get older, they've already heard all your stories. They don't want to hear them again. So you got to give like one sentence, real thought out sentence, and then be like, what do you think? Like, if you're looking at this situation, which of these three things do you think makes the most sense? Like, I find myself really trying to, instead of telling them why something is good or bad, is trying to say like, here are your choices. One of them is intrinsically better than the others. Do you know what that choice is. It's like a little game. Mm-hmm. Elise, that's probably the best. Elisa. It's to move between the two. Mm-hmm. But it's just really funny. I, I love the art of conversation. Like, clearly, I mean, we're having it. <clears throat> but um, we should always have more earrings coming in whoever just asked about earrings because they're my favorite I was thinking too the OFM culture might be my favorite thing we've done it's just such a good design I don't know if those are still in stock and I think Wendy is ordering more mugs somebody was asking about like there are certain things now that we have on the store that will always be on the store Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, and I think too, I think there's a lot to be said for where you are in the giver-taker thing and then how you interact with other women and how you interact with other men. You know, like I feel like a lot of women, uh, I feel like when in a room, like all of my jobs have always been in, in industries that are very male dominated. And so I have found myself <clears throat> in a room full of men very often. That sounds dirty. What? Girl, no. Not like Shakendra. Okay, take it down. But uh, I know that there are a lot of women who have been in similar situations. Mommy, maybe not on like a regular basis, but we've all been there. And then you're like, I'm just gonna, don't be weird. Just say what you think. And then somebody starts talking over you and you're like, okay, now I'm done. No, no. And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. You say it. <laughs> you're real obnoxious. No, 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 no. You go, you go. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in, I have to listen and question. Yeah. Um, to New Bedford in May. Oh, it's such a good sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> it's a little confusing to read the give or take a thing, but I think it depends on the people I'm with. I agree. And that kind of sounds like that's probably the best scenario. But if you find yourself always talking and feeling like you have to fill that empty space, there should be some trigger in your mind. It's like, what, ha what would happen if I didn't feel the need to fill all the space? Would the people around me start to contribute more, start to talk more? You know what I mean? Like it's, it'll be interesting if that's always your dynamic, what would happen if you change that dynamic? Would the people around you step up? And I believe that they would, but it's really hard to shut up. I feel, like, I feel it when I'm with my kids and I'm like, I should stop talking because I don't even think they're listening. And I should ask them a question instead, you know? Those two women, there's a lot of talking, said Dana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about doing some more with Ladies Out Loud when we started it, when we had our nonprofit. And maybe starting some classes again. I just feel like when it comes to, when it comes to encouraging or teaching women how to be better speakers, the best way to do it um, is to practice it. Yeah, Wendy, we already talked about that. Welcome. And I said, how come I was not invited to audition? It's just because we're the number one competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And they know. Oh, so Shikandra, good. I believe you. They're like, shh, Shikandra, stop. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I do that. I did that with my mom. Then she started talking about having sex with my dad. We were in the car. I couldn't escape. Susan, that should never happen. No, nobody wants that. Oh, my gosh. I have a clip ready of my mom from the other night that I'm going to put up on Instagram today. She's the queen of just saying, uh, you should talk over my mom just to get her not to say any of the dirty stuff she says. And that's new. 
just so you know, all just started. She's like, ha, 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 and then she'll just say something real dirty. I don't like it. I will mansplain over her. Womansplain over old woman who has a lot of innuendo. I don't know what you call it. I don't know where it fits in the article, but I know it's happening. Um, anyhow. So just some food for thought. I cannot imagine discussing sex life with my children. And why would you? Why would you? My mom decided to discuss the, sec- the sounds that she makes in her bedroom on Walla the other night. Oh, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real creepy. Super creepy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think so as well, Bren. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, it's Friday. And it's a weekend and we made it. Oh, it's so exciting to get to the weekend. Um, We are doing another Valentine's Day dinner uh, because my sister's coming to down this weekend. Um, And uh, going out with some cousins this weekend. So uh, it's a lot of fun stuff. So hopefully you've got some fun things planned for yourself. Um, And uh, yeah. No work today. There's a lot of people off today. Is something happening? Is, is President's Day Monday? I feel like it might be because am I the only one that doesn't know that? No, President's Day is... Oh, it is. It is Monday. Mm. Oh, President's Day, Fat Tuesday, Ash Wednesday. That's a lot. Oh, we should do something for Fat Tuesday. That's Tipsy Tuesday. Um, yeah, we'll have to make some and eat it. Because Ash Wednesday, if you're Catholic, you got to go get the ashes. And our church does, usually does a do-it-yourself Ash Wednesday, where you just go to the church and you just do it to yourself. So I guess I could go in the morning, go get ashes, and then drive over to Jacqueline and Dean and then to Brooke and give everybody ashes. I'll be like, you better go get your ashes or I will bring them to you. I thought it was so weird the first year that they had do-it-yourself ashes. Do you guys know about this? (laughs) If you don't know, if you're not Catholic, you'd be like, what are you talking about? It's the thing or it's, it's the beginning of Lent. And everybody needs to think through the weekend about what you're going to give up for Lent. That's what Ash Wednesday is. It's the beginning of Lent. Yeah, Jill. And <clears throat> a lot of people, there are a lot of fights that happen about Lent. A, my girlfriend was like, it's not about giving up something. I'm like, it is. It's, it's a time of pain. Because <laughs> I usually give up sugar. And it's a horrible time. And she was like, no, no, no. It means you just do something good for yourself. I go, no, that's not what it means at all. It means you have to give up something. You have to cry yourself to sleep at night. She's just like, I said, you'd pick something you really like and then you give it up. She goes, well, I like coffee. I go, well, then you would like drink less coffee or no coffee. She's like, that's not what it means. I'm like, Jesus dies at the end of it and you can't give up coffee? It was a whole big fight. Big fight. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's a do-it-yourself, Stacy. I'm giving up appliances. Stacy, they, they, I don't know, didn't have a priest around to stand in the church all day, so they just put ashes in the front, and then you go in, you do your thing, you do you, and then you turn, and you do, I would do all the kids. Yeah, do it yourself. This church was like, I don't have time for sitting here all day. Uh-huh. What is it do to yourself? Oh, the ashes. Um, so the ashes, you make the sign of the cross on here on your forehead. And um, I don't give up. I try to be better. Oh, okay. Then you're not doing it right. You should be miserable. <laughs> like I am. It's a sacrifice, Linda. Exactly. And, and then we had another fight because you give up something all week, but on Sundays you can cheat. Mm-hmm. I was just at Aunt Charlotte's the other day, Andrea. And, uh, and my girlfriend's like, what do you mean you cheat? You just said you're sacrificing. Why would you cheat on Sundays? I was like, because that's the rules. That's, that's how it goes. She's like, no, if you are sacrificing, you sacrifice the whole time. I go, you didn't even give anything up. And you want to sit here and tell me I can't eat it on a Sunday. Can't eat a cupcake. Who are you? Mm-mm. A lot of fights. All about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, whether you're, uh, whether you're giving up something, mm -hmm, whatever, whether you're Catholic, whatever, it's a good time of year to think about like, like some type of personal growth or sacrifice to be thankful, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So think about what your thing's going to be. Be creative because next, next week we're going to talk, talk about it on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Sunday is a taste of heaven. There you go. Mm -hmm. Does ashes at the end of mass so people can't get them and leave right away? Yeah, they're not stupid. Sundays are going to be many Easter during Lent. So you can take part that you usually partake upon. Um, my friend gives up alcohol and he never cheats. No one would like me if I gave up coffee. Well, that's kind of what she said. That's so funny. Uh, we never got to cheat. Oh, Renee's always cheat on something. Mm -hmm. The Pope actually, what did he say? The Pope actually put out a statement about doing for others rather than giving up things. Shelly, he was drunk when he said that. He didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. Jesus understands what she said. That it's in everyone's best interest that I do not give up coffee. Jesus knew. Did he give you a letter? Like, I have this note from Jesus. It says, don't kill people. And that's why I won't get off of coffee. Yeah, that's dangerous. I know that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's not really Easter unless you go to Palm Sunday Mass, get a reed, and make a cross out of it. It's not Easter. And if you don't know what I'm saying, then you're not Catholic. Okay? Because I, I can, for whatever, I can weave. I've been weaving these reeds from Palm Sunday, uh-huh, uh, my whole life. I could probably make a basket. 
I can make a pumpkin. I could, for whatever reason, these once a year <laughs> wreaths that I got, palms, and then you you just, the whole time it matched. You're like, what are we doing? And you'd come out with just palm people, palm crosses. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Eat pie for Jesus, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give up housework. Sarah, that's, that's a power move. <laughs> that's a power move. <laughs> yeah. Palm branches that eventually... We use the palms like a fan. Yeah. Amy, good song. Good song. All right, well, listen, we did a great job this week, everybody. I showed up for work every day, which was different than last week. <laughs> um, I uh, was mostly on time. And uh, we got, at least we learned one thing a day. I don't remember what it was the earlier in the week because it was too long ago. But we did learn things. And I hope you feel the same way and that you're a little bit smarter. Not a lot, because nobody wants that. This is not a real show. Um, the palms are used for ashes the next year. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put, put the palms between the bed mattresses. Why? It was like a craft day at Mass. You're not wrong. You know. All right, everybody, I'm going to go. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend uh, and a great uh, holiday, I guess, is President's Day on Monday. And uh, I'll see you on Tuesday for Tipsy Tuesday, which is also Fat Tuesday. And you're going to think over the weekend about what am I going to do to either help people or be a better person or do nothing. And then we'll talk about that. Uh, all right, but have a great weekend. Hope you do something fun. Have a great day and a blessed day, and I'll see you guys on Monday. All right, I'll see you. Bye.